Hello, welcome to another episode of Lucid in Translation. This is Lucy. And this is Kim. So since we did the dating world of red flags the other week, we decided to talk about another type of relationship this week, and that is friendships. Friendship friendships. I think I've been thinking about friendships a lot more lately, uh, just because I miss you guys, you know, (laughs) Um, seeing you guys last month. And I think really evaluating like I, I also evaluate my friendships um kind of frequently thinking about the past and the present not so much of the future because I don't really know who I'm gonna meet to prepare for this podcast since last time I journaled before to prepare and I thought that turned out well so I did that again today and when I was journaling the prompt of red flags dude I got so irritated. Oh, no. Okay, see, I feel <laughs> like thinking you're going like, to... Yeah. yeah, just thinking about how I let people wrong me in the past, it's like, oh damn, I really disrespected myself like that. <laughs> I feel like you're definitely going to have a lot of interesting stories with this. It's really only one, one person. girl. <laughs> one person, maybe maybe two, yeah. actually. Um. <laughs> um, before we dive into it, anything to catch up on in life? Anything interesting that happened, I guess? Um, well, since we talked last week, um, let's see, I've recorded three videos in the past oh, week, shoot, which is like Kim. super productive for me. And like now I don't even feel like editing oh. it because that'll be the entire process. <laughs> yeah. Um, but besides that, I'm, I don't even know if I men- should mention this because like, I don't want to jinx myself, but I made it to the third round of this interview <gasps> for a company that I'm really into. Yeah. Um, so I won't expose what it is, but basically it fuses culture with food and it's a company that started up in March or like that's when they launched and they're led by, um, two Vietnamese American women and it's all like women of color company. What? Yeah. It's like, and it's the perfect position I'm telling you because it's like content creation, marketing, and it's for, um, like a cause that I genuinely am into yeah. so i'm really stoked i have my interview with them tomorrow yeah um i'm just gonna manifest it right now i'm gonna get it guys i'm gonna get it is this like the last round too dude i have no idea like i didn't know i didn't expect there to be more than one round i know <laughs> the fact that there, you said three already yeah so the first one i just had to introduce myself basically um show them my work basically just like sending in the application right and then the second round mm-hmm. It was an assessment. They wanted to see my creativity, see what type of post I have to make and whatnot. So I did all mm-hmm. that, answered a bunch of questions. And now it comes to the interview with the marketing director and the one of the co-founders. So you haven't had like a, this is your first face-to-face. Yes, first face-to-face. Oh. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't think there you have anything to worry about because I'm sure they'll like you. I know. I'm so, so. anxious though. Like I haven't, I, almost, I hate interviews. And I know it's I like know, it's yeah. like you're interviewing them as well to see if it's a good fit. But I already know I want like girl, I'm unemployed. I want this job, you know. <laughs> okay, well, don't tell them that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but honestly, like just it, it be yourself and just explain to them how passionate you are with this like creative side that you have, which is true. You're not lying about anything. Yeah, and this application was one of the easiest I've ever had to send out, right? I mean, like, you probably mm-hmm. experience cover letters and having to lie through your yeah. ass. It's like, oh, this is <laughs> your vision and your mission really aligns with my own oh ideals. It's like, I didn't have to bullshit at all. It was, like, truly from the heart. Like, 
I gave yeah. them a really emotional and personable introduction, and they liked it so far. So, oh god, okay, where where is it? It's is in, it nearby? It's in New York. <gasps> yeah, um, Kim. it'll be remote for the most part, I think, due to the current situation already, um, which is like amazing because mm. it'll be way too much like move in this in um, this t- sort of environment. Um, mm. But yes, I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so happy for you. Yes. I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I feel like if I say it and speak into existence, it'll for sure solidify it. I, you did make a comment about it. I remember when I was home at, when we were hanging out at Amanda's place, but I didn't, I don't like asking people like personal professional questions unless they're willing to tell me because i know people get like sensitive about oh, it i remember that time um because it was actually for a different company that ended up not oh, getting okay, back okay. to me and then i followed oh, up with them yeah. and they told me that they already filled the spot because i had requested to um postpone the interview for about mm-hmm. another week because at that time it was like one of the huge summer storms right so my electricity was mm-hmm. out i was also in a different state so i was like um yeah this is not doable for me and then within that week they found someone else gotcha well it all worked I out i believe in the that end. things were mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna say things work out for a reason yeah so those are my <laughs> we, we both just like <laughs> at the same time um but yeah those are my two <laughs> updates uh Wow, I I feel like my updates aren't that exciting. <laughs> it's okay. I guess my professional career-wise, the only thing I'm waiting on is my last letter recommendation letter. I feel like that I've been t- telling you about maybe. I don't know. I've been telling people about. But um the lady that I'm supposed to get it from, she's on medical leave right now cuz she went through like some sort of surgery or whatever. Uh but I'm going to shoot out an email today just to be like Hey, I hope everything's going all right. Um, so where's my letter? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just gonna see it. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like, I told you this too. Like, I had like a pre-screening call with them, and honestly, it made me feel more confident about getting into the program. So, it's given me a lot more confidence since then. Other life updates? Not much. Yeah. Not the things much. are going well. I, I'm. I mean, you know issues like minor personal issues here and there (laughs) but nothing that I really can't get over I guess I'm excited when we finally do an episode and I have good news to tell you yes I'm I'm excited for that episode (laughs) thanks but hey we're recording I started sorry no I'm just saying like but hey we're recording this podcast episode right now things are still moving true I know a lot of it has to do with my own thought processes, so I'm trying to work through them. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of Joe Rogan episodes because he's on Spotify now, and people don't understand, like, so I know he's been on Apple Podcasts for this, like, entire time, but I'm super OCD about it. I like having everything on one app, so... When he got on Spotify, I started listening to him more just because it's convenient for me now. But yeah, I I think the first episode um, I listened to, well, I mean, I've listened to his stuff before on YouTube, but um, the first one I listened to on Spotify was one with David Cho. Not the David Cho that I thought it was going to oh, be. Oh, you were probably thinking um, David Choi. Choi, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but this, this dude, he's like a 
artist slash photographer who used to have his own podcast. And this guy is a very crazy, interesting dude. So he has went on trips to like the Congo and Africa and lived with people um, um, who lived in these villages for like a couple months straight. Uh, This one story he was saying um, he was lost in a forest with some European dude in Congo for like a week and a half. And he got to a point where he almost killed this dude because he was being such an asshole. Yeah, no, it's just like a week and a half with, you know, being lost, not knowing where you are, like starving. And this guy treating him like pretty much like a slave. <laughs> Wait, was he like, fetch was me he this, fetch me that. commit like cannibalism? No, or just well, straight up homicide? Kind of. It was like, so this dude, he was... Yeah, I don't know. He just had a lot of thoughts and it's going through his mind. Um, but the European dude was sleeping this one night and he's just, and then David was like standing over his body and he had this huge rock. He's just like, I don't even have to put force on this. I can just drop it on his head and he'll be dead. Um, yeah, because the, they had like rations going through this or going like in the forest and stuff. And this, the European dude ate everything. Without giving it to, uh, to David. Yeah, so he was what? like... Um, but then David was like, if you have any human morals left, you wouldn't do this. Um, but why was the European dude such an asshole? Because, I don't know, it's just like, when people are put in those situations, their true selves come out. Mm-hmm. And them both just being delusional, starving to death sort of thing. So, honestly, I definitely suggest listening to that episode because it was so interesting i listened to a little bit of it um before i go to work and i like start working like all like i don't know it makes you feel excited and adventurous that's kind of crazy all these sort of survival shows like naked and afraid i could never naked and afraid you're literally naked and they put you in a remote island or something and you have to fend for yourself are these just random people? Random people, yeah. That they pick? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Well, like Do you think we would survive? Well, people who apply, and I'm sure they have to go through some sort of process where they screen them to see if they're mentally okay, if they're physically fit. Like, I feel like mm. if they just placed us there right now, I, I don't know if I would even try. I would just like, yeah, just take me. Um, it, Like, any island? Yes, I don't know. I think I would die because I would eat something that I wasn't supposed to. Yeah, or... Like a poisonous berry or something. I feel like I'd get attacked by a snake or something while in the <laughs> middle of my sleep. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's insane. But this would be a funny episode topic. We can discuss, like, how we would survive on a remote island. Ooh, on a remote island or, like, a zombie apocalypse. Yes. I was, like, thinking about zombie apocalypse. Ooh, let me write that down. That'd be That'll cool. That'd be fun. We'll do, like, um like a story, like, kind of maybe a storytelling episode. That'd be fun. I dig that. All right, so I guess to start off this episode, um, we can kind of talk about what our social circles were like growing up, because uh, we, we, I guess we, yeah, we were in the same friend circle since middle school. Yeah, I don't know about you, but yeah, besides our friend group, I didn't really have an extended circle at all. Like, I mainly just hung out with you guys, I think. And maybe just, like, a select few, but over time, those select few, I think we just kind of, like, chopped off. (laughs) Chopped off? You mean lost. (laughs) 
a loss. Okay. No, but like, honestly, I guess we were pretty um, exclusive clicky. back then. Yeah, very clicky. We just wanted to have our own little group. Yeah, I guess in middle school, <laughs> we used to be really clicky because uh, we had a few people that wanted to join our circle. Uh, just to preface, we were not popular. We, we, I feel like we, just like using the words like exclusive and clicky yeah. makes it sound like maybe, we had a lot of. Maybe chopped off is way too aggressive, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we were, we were kids. We were, um, we excluded some people because kids do that and kids aren't yeah. the nicest. Yeah. And I thought I was a nice kid. No, it's just like, we just had so much fun together that adding more people, I was just afraid that it would ruin it. Yeah. And I think. There were there were definitely some people who were very dramatic and very into gossip, you know, that I just um, didn't want, you didn't want to that. be involved, right? Because for the most part, our group was drama-free. <laughs> All we did was have fun with each other, you know, we yeah. didn't really do anything too crazy. Yeah. I had that minor fallout with Eileen. I don't know if you remember in middle school. We didn't talk I remember, for like because I think I had half, or maybe a year. I had like a part in it. <gasps> Kim, what? Remember? <laughs> no, I think I don't know how you remember, but I definitely had some part in it. Part in it because I remember apologizing to Eileen by drawing a pig picture. A pig picture. She- yeah, I don't know why, what the reference was. And then she placed it in her locker. But I think either one of you had told me something about the other. Mm-hmm. And I think I disclosed <sighs> that. And then you guys started beefing. But um, So I I think Eileen will be okay with me talking about this. Yeah, it was so long ago. Because we were so young. Yeah. But I honestly don't remember exactly what the reason what the reasoning was um but i just remember how it started was we were in the same library class and she just stopped talking to me and that's how it started or that's how i started noticing that she had some sort of problem with me and honestly to this day i don't think she knows about this but we went to the same chinese school for maybe two years or maybe a little more i don't remember but i was in the bathroom and she came into the bathroom with one of her friends that I kind of knew. And they were kind of talking about me. Um, and they didn't know I was in the toilet. Uh, but I I don't think they really said anything that was rude. But they were talking about me in some sort of way. And whatever, fast forward. Um, then my mom found out because she, I guess she noticed that I wasn't really hanging out with Eileen. My mom's just no sometimes. And I, I guess I told her. And she, I think she made me email Eileen. So formal. Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of want to ask Eileen if she remembers any of this. Yeah, but I remember my mom forcing me to email her. I don't remember what that email said. But but yeah, I don't, know, I don't remember how we made up. I think it was, oh, I think it was before eighth grade graduation. I think we realized, like, this is kind of petty. We're both going to high school. Let's apologize and get over it. I remember it was just because I think you both said that you guys were jealous of each other. I probably was because kids get jealous a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it was that. What was I jealous about, though? Like, what are little kids jealous about nowadays? 
I don't know, but I remember you guys made up and you're bo- you were both like, yeah, I was jealous of you. I was jealous of you too. I mean, really okay, cute we'll kitty shit. Cute <laughs> <laughs> kitty shit. Oh my God, I'm so jealous that, you know, you you have this like one cute little bag that I wanted all my life or something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so we have the same friend circle, middle school and high school, in addition to maybe like one or two other individuals outside of our circle, but I feel like they were still part of our circle because a lot of us still hung out with them. Yeah, that's true. Because um, I definitely still hang out with um, a select few who would hang with our group, but they weren't really involved with our group necessarily. Well, I can say confidently that I only talk to you guys from high school, so. Mm-hmm. But I don't have any problems with that. I actually really like it because, um, well, okay, so transitioning into college, Oh, I can talk. We we were planning on talking about this on another episode of, um, I guess, our college lives because mm-hmm. we didn't really dive into it that much. Um, so I'll save that for another episode. But my main friend circle in college were also Asian. Um, I had let me think. We sort of off as like kind of a bigger group freshman year. Maybe like, okay, I'm getting the numbers wrong because I don't feel like counting. It's like maybe like six girls and five dudes sort of thing. Um, and then it slowly dropped off into like a smaller group. And we were all really, really good friends all four years of college. I think one year we didn't hang out as much because um, most of us got into relationships. And we were kind of just doing our own thing, I guess. But we did have, honestly, near the end... There was an issue that happened between like two or three people within our friend group. I was not involved that kind of affected our group dramatically. And now we still have a group chat, but we rarely use it. Like all the gu- all the guys disappeared. Uh, they don't even really talk to each other anymore. Um, I mean, we're still on good terms. Like if I reached out to them, it'll be fine. But it's just not the same anymore. Um, so. I mean, I'm rooming with one girl from our college group, so that's kind of why I appreciate, like, we're still talking, mm. so. Yeah. yeah, my primary friend group in college was also due to Greek life, and so basically I'd hang out with the same group of people. I mean, it's like, I guess you can think of it as, like, a pizza, right? Like, you have the mm. Greek organization, that's entire pie, and then the pepperoni pieces are the Ooh, several like other yeah. groups, and so... Um, so there was a lot of just interacting with other groups, but for the most part, I stuck with my mini group of people and post-grad, I still hang out with select few. Uh, the groups definitely dwindled off to a lower amount. Um, but yeah, like I have, I don't really have any, um, issues with the people. It's more just like life goes on and people get separated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the issues I ever had with friendships it didn't really involve my main circle at all. It was the random individuals that I became really good friends with outside of that circle. Um, I'm trying to think. The first, I guess the first friendship falling out I had was with Eileen, but I'm not going to count that in college. We actually talked about this briefly in a previous episode, but not giving away names on... I don't remember how we became really good friends, but we just started hanging out a lot like almost every day but then after a while it got to a point where I realized how negative she can really be 
Like, she complained about her other friends so much. Um, and she would, like, repeat the same story over and over again. I guess that's, like, the first time I was really affected by someone else's negativity. But I didn't really pick up on it. Um, and then she sometimes would get, I, I, I don't want to say mad, but a little bit jealous whenever I try to hang out with my other friends. And she'd try to include herself somehow. But, I mean, it wasn't all negative. Like, I, I did enjoy sometimes, like, hanging out with her and stuff because I liked talking to her about certain things. Yeah, then this one time, like, I had to send her a really long text message of what was bothering me and how I kind of needed space. So pretty much it was like a breakup. That's so mature of you to do, though, because... Well, I mean, the more mature thing would have would have been me confronting her in person, though. I slipped through the cracks and just sent a text message. And did she respond to that? She did. She was actually really defensive, and I don't remember how it ended, but let's just say we didn't end on good terms. Mm. Um, Will, she, like, oh, it's funny because one of my other friends, um, she had a falling out with her, uh, one of her past friends, and that past friend had actually reached out to her apologizing for her past mistakes. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, I wonder if I'm going to get the same message. But also, like, I don't know. It wasn't anyone's fault in the friendship ending. It was we were incompatible as friends at that moment. But I thought to myself, I was like, if she reached out and wanted to rekindle our friendship, would I say yes? Honestly, no. Because I'm happy with the people I am close to now that I don't want to risk diving something like diving into something from my past i'm like i don't know i'm like a one and done sort of person Mm, yeah i feel that is that is that is that is that mean to say no because people will come and go in your life there's no yeah point in just holding on to this one person because if anything that'll prevent you from spending energy on perhaps a new friendship that might be better for you so that was honestly I mean, naturally you lose friendships over time, but that was the only confrontation I had while losing a friend. Yeah. For the uh, the one friend that I had that I felt very uncomfortable with, I didn't even communicate how I was feeling. I sort of just ghosted this person. And like she did try to reach out again um, a few months after, but it didn't really lead to anything because I said yeah I'm too busy to hang out and then eventually she got hint of like me not wanting to hang out that often um do you regret not saying anything or are you just over I don't because she's still living her life just fine with the same people doing the same things that she always does (laughs) and so it seems like she hasn't really changed in her ways and so even if we were to rekindle this friendship it wouldn't lead to anything because I've mm-hmm. changed so much as a person. And from the get-go, we weren't compatible. Um, it was more so a situation of being close with one another. Because she was a coworker of mine. And I feel like regular friendships and work friendships are completely different. Like, oh, yeah. if mm-hmm. the majority of your conversations, even outside of work, is mostly related to work, then you are just work friends. You know, you're not regular yeah, friends. Yeah. And so we sort of became friends through complaining about work, you know, complaining about management, just a lot of negative things. That's what really brought us together. 
And Mm -hmm. at the time we were both struggling with some things at home. And so like she would vent to me and then occasionally she'd be like, oh yeah, how, what's going on with you, Kim? And then just completely ignore everything I said Mm -hmm. and just went on with complaining about her life. And so that was also one of the red flags for me. Like you had mentioned with your friend, um, people who can be just really negative all the time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's also harder, I feel like, to talk about friendship nowadays just because it's so much more different to the past. And I guess with the whole COVID situation too and um, how things have changed. But from those previous friendships, can you dissect like any red flags that you would notice if you were going to make like a new friend? Mm, Okay, so one thing I noticed about her was that she was kind of stingy in a way where, um, yeah, so she was a student at the time also. So like, and she was struggling financially. And then there was a time she had asked me to pick up some uh, Mother Day Mother Day cards for her mom and her grandmother because she didn't have time because she was commuting at least like an hour away and she also has school so I understood that and I was like no problem I don't need to pick anything up at the store but you know I'll go make this trip for you and cards are only a few bucks she instead of like thanking me for it she was like oh you chose the most expensive cards and then she didn't pay me back until I had to remind her a week after uh-huh. and then there was another situation where I was offering to pay for her meal because we had placed our order already and like I said like she's a student and like I just wanted to be friendly I was like okay let me just like pay for your meal it's not much and then she added more to her order and oh really yeah it's like I mean I was raised in a way where if anyone were to take me out anywhere and offer to pay for me I would obviously choose a cheaper item you know like I just yeah. don't want to feel like I'm using the other person basically and that's really how I felt when I was with her I felt used a lot of the times um like besides Mm -hmm. the whole money thing I know this is just like me ranting right now no this sounds like uh whatever keep going yeah like so besides the whole money thing um I also felt like she used me for her schoolwork um so this is like this is definitely a part of me not being able to set boundaries and I'm a lot better at that now and a lot better with like peer pressure but she, okay, I did a stat exam for her. I did two stat homework for her. And I also ed- edited a paper for her. Be, wait, did she ask you like, hey, can you do this for me? Yeah, she asked me because she said, oh yeah, I'm not that great at stat. And like, to be honest, like I had graduated, what, a year before that? No, I graduated that summer actually. Um, mm-hmm. And I haven't taken a stat class in probably two years. Like I was part of the comm school. Like I don't take math anymore. Yeah. But I had to relearn it because, you know, I have taken stat before. I'm like, this is not a problem. And I agreed to help her because for me, a lot of friendship is give and take. You know, if they ask for a favor, it's no problem. Let me do this. But for her, Mm -hmm. it was like favor on top of favor on top of favor. And Mm -hmm. in a response to that, she told me that, okay, Kim, I'm going to plan your birthday for you. I don't know if you remember that summer, but... She wanted to plan a birthday by the shore for me and told me, just invite all of your friends. I'll have everything planned I out. I feel like you might have... Okay, you, I don't, you, didn't, you definitely didn't mention her, but I think you definitely mentioned like a birthday by the shore. Yeah, and like she's like, don't worry about it. I have like wedding planning experience. I'll plan your entire birthday trip for you. And then a few weeks go by, like it's a few weeks before my actual birthday, and she tells me, oh, I can't do it anymore. 
What was her reasoning? She was like, oh, we'll probably have to work or something like that. Like, if that was the case, I mean, you knew this beforehand. Obviously, my birthday was on a weekend. We have to work on the weekends because we work in hospitality. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it just seemed like a lot of empty promises that I was getting from her. Meanwhile, here I am doing a stat exam for her. And it's like, I never ask her for anything. It was always her asking things of me. Yeah. And so I thought this was just a nice gesture because we were friends and because I thought she was trying to pay me back for all the good things I've done for her. Yeah, it's not even being bad friends. Like, she didn't respect you as a person. Mm-hmm. Oh, not to just... mention that she borrowed my cardigan and never returned it. Oh, wait, 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 what? I said she also borrowed a cardigan and never returned it, but that's, like, a separate thing. A car? Cardigan. Sweater. Oh, oh, cardigan. <laughs> oh, wait, why? Why didn't you get that cardigan back? I don't want, I don't want to deal I'm with like... it. <laughs> Was it? Okay, well, I mean, it's been such a long time. I'm sure you don't miss the cardigan. Mm. That sounds like a toxic friendship right there. Yeah, and so, oh yeah. So, like, we both hated our jobs, clearly. And every time she would say, like, oh yeah, I'm applying to other jobs to get out of here, I'd be in full support of her, you know. I, like, proofread her emails and everything. And then when it came time for me to apply elsewhere and trying to leave my position, she'd be like, no, don't leave. And then who am I going to talk with and stuff like that, right? But she mm-hmm. had no problem just, like, leaving for her own benefit. But when it came down... To, like, mm-hmm. That's when it really made me think that, oh, I'm just here as a source of entertainment for her, in a way. Gotcha. How long were you guys friends for? Just a few months. Oh, okay. And, like, another red flag for me was within, like, the first two months, she was already referring to me as a best friend. When I felt like we had barely scratched the surface. I was like, uh, I'll consider yeah, you an acquaintance. I mean, also... Mm-hmm. I think some people use that term very loosely, too, because I I have become friends with people um, that I've gotten really close to pretty quickly, and they would call me, oh my god, we're best friends, but, like, I know they don't mean it 100% sincere, like, sincerely. Oh, but she believed it, though. Oh, she (laughs) believed it. Because, yeah, months after I had stopped communicating with her, she had sub-posted on Facebook about me. Oh, yeah. I think I told you, Mm -hmm. basically saying Mm -hmm. how... Like, oh, my friend who lives two hours away can see me every single weekend, but it's funny how my friend who lives 15 minutes away from me can hardly respond back. I can't believe people still do that nowadays. This is why I like being semi-off uh, social media, because I don't have to deal with all of that. Yeah, it's just so petty. I with society. Yeah. So, okay, well, question for you is, like, after going through all this, what do you actually look for in a friendship? Mm. I mean, I don't, it's, but the, okay, so talking about how the situation is different now. So I still go to work and I have my work friends. There's only, I've only hung out with two of them like outside of work, but I don't really hang out with them outside of work anymore just because number one, COVID and number two, it's like, I like, like, I love hanging out with them, but also I like doing my own personal stuff as well. Um, and that has taken precedence over me going out with friends, I guess. Uh, it would, I think it would be a completely different story if our friend group was like in the same area. I feel like we'd hang out a lot on the weekends, just like chill together in like an apartment, board game sort of thing. So I don't know if that has to do with the people 
or just the circumstance we're in. Mm. But anyways, I haven't been in the position where I had a chance to really make new friends or have the desire to make new friends because I know behind, like in the back of my mind, I'm going to be leaving soon. And I don't want to make friendships that I know that I'm going to have to leave soon. Yeah, it's pretty much like my, I have my life here right now, but my mind is somewhere else, and that somewhere else is the future. Mm, yeah, like which is isn't the best mindset because maybe that prevents me from enjoying the moment. But honestly, I don't think so. Like I still have my fun moments now. Yeah, it's like I don't even have much of a desire to make new friends because um, mm-hmm. I think one thing I do look for in a friendship is independence, right? Like, mm-hmm. all the friends I have right now are pretty low maintenance. Like, no one yeah. needs the attention from me, really. Like, we're all yeah. busy doing our own things. Um, so I guess, like, that was another red flag of my ex-friend. Like, she was constantly needing this validation and for me to appear, like, everywhere in her life for me to show that I care. Um, but, like, for me, I don't expect too much out of a friendship, really, like, I just would want someone to be there for me, to support me, give me some words of encouragement and Mm -hmm. show me support in that type of way. Like, I don't need you to be physically there for me to know that you care. I would definitely say that's a, the number one quality I look for in a friend. It's for sure independence. Maybe, um, what makes a good friend? Because I think at this point in my life too, I'm just so satisfied with the people around me. Well, not physically around me, but the people I have in my life that I'm not desperate for more friendships. I think whenever I move to a new area, I think it would be nice having like a friend or two there to show you around and stuff like that. Or maybe going through the same new experience as you. I think that'll be fun. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of why I latched on to this ex-friend at first, because when I moved back home after college... All of my friends were elsewhere, right? All my hometown friends were elsewhere. All my college friends were upstate. And I didn't really have anyone else. So it was kind of nice to have someone around my age who I could just like connect with in that way. But obviously we weren't very compatible. Have you ever thought about like instances where you've been a bad friend to someone else? Mm. I, I, yes. (laughs) yes um I don't think I have any specific instances but I feel like even I we we talked about this too where I'm like sometimes I you know everyone is going through their own problems um but one thing that motivates me to get myself out of a rut is because you know like I want to be there for other people if they need me emotionally and maybe I'm not there for others as much as I want to be. Yeah, I mean, I guess my friends don't really come to me for problems anymore. And Well, I guess someone came to me about a recent breakup, but it's not like they're needing me for my attention sort of thing. Um, but I have been trying to be more supportive and encouraging her to, you know, start new hobbies and stuff like that. And yeah, I haven't been there emotionally for people who actually need me. But I don't know, is that a bad quality or just me prioritizing prioritizing myself for once I don't think it's a problem for you to prioritize yourself I mean have any friends reached out to you to tell you that they wish you could be there more 
No. But they could be hiding it as well. That's true. I mean, I feel like I used to overextend myself to people. Like, Mm -hmm. I was readily and overly available. To the point where I would feel guilty if I couldn't follow through on something. Like, if I tell them that I do something, but I end up having to cancel, I would feel terrible. Um, Mm. Not to, like, toot my own horn or whatever and say, like, oh, there's no fault in me being a friend. But... Mm. um, yeah what what are my faults i don't know um (laughs) i guess yeah i I, guess i i I, i'm bad at communicating at times there we go yeah communicating your own feelings uh but i remember in college i had a few friends that would casually call me on the phone and be like hey do you have time to talk and be like yeah i do um and they would just start telling me about the problems but also at the same time i did the same thing to them too it's like hey i gotta tell you about something do you have time to talk it's like, it's, I can't, I don't know if I can really do that now. I guess it's different in college because you, you had time in between classes to, I guess, talk and stuff. And now everyone's on their own schedule, um, busy with life sort of thing that you don't really always have time to sit down and chat with someone. But no, it's definitely a big encouragement. Like I, I like being there for people, you know, it makes me feel purposeful and it really drives me to really take care of myself mentally. It's like, for example, like we're doing this podcast together. You know, we're two people and I don't want my own problems and emotions to affect our podcast. Um, if it was just my pockets, that's fine. I'll do whatever on my own schedule. But I'm like another person in, in, involved and I don't want to be, you know, wasting your time as well. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I was well, thinking I guess, about the other person. Mm-hmm. I guess question for both of us: Has there ever been a time? Uh, oh God, I don't even know how to answer this. But has there ever been a time where I had disappointed you in our friendship? No. Yeah, you, you either. <laughs> I mean, but also like we've been long distance friends. That it, I don't like. Usually, major problems don't come up. I guess. Um. Yeah. Even in our childhood, I can't really pinpoint anything wrong. No, I had a great time. We played Mabel Story together. We talked about K-pop together. Like, come on. <laughs> I don't know if this is a good question to ask, but like, I don't think I will see any problems coming up. I don't know. What about you? I don't think I'll see any problems with you. I think um, I think we're uh, we vibe really well, very similar. Um, yeah, yeah. And I guess if I was gonna be offended by something, maybe it would be something you will say to me in the future that will offend me, but I'll probably get over it really quickly as well. And I feel like we've reached the point where if anything were to happen, we could easily communicate to yeah, each other yeah. about it, right? Probably through text, though. <laughs> like, no, Lucy, I expect a FaceTime up. call. <laughs> um but yeah it's also like yes we're friends um and also like i'm respecting our work friendship as well now and i don't want either of them to suffer so i will communicate my problems to you i have greatly improved on my communication skills even if other people don't think so i have (laughs) i don't think you have a problem with that at all at least how you communicate with me well i mean i guess with hmm I've had issues with romantic relationships before, but that's a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with individuals as people, 
it's a lot easier for me for some reason. Yeah, I guess romantic relationships for me, it just feels more vulnerable. and. But I feel like even friendships, they are on par to romantic relationships too. I feel like there's less expectations with friendships. Mm-hmm. Because with romantic relationships, at some point, you're going to be living together. You're going to be together 24-7. And that kind of weighs on your mind. It's like, can I really deal with this one certain quality that they have forever? And you try to fix it or resolve it. Um, but well, with friendship, it's like, yeah, they're going to be there. But they're not going to be there 24-7 for you to deal with. Mm. Um, but also, so that's, like, mm-hmm. expectations are also kind of similar in a way where you wouldn't want your friend or your boyfriend to to have an attitude against you, you know? You don't want them to lash out on you. Like, you still want them to be respectful. Because, mm-hmm. like, one experience I had with this ex-friend of mine was she would get very irritated, um, passive-aggressive, and there's one time she would raise her voice at me when I couldn't hear what she was saying or what she was pointing out at. And at that point, I was like, I'm not going to take this. So like, I walked away and she's like, where are you going? Back to like her normal tone. I'm like, no, this is. She raised you... her voice at you? Yeah. It's like, dude, no, none of my other friends do this to me. My parents don't do this to me anymore. And my boyfriend doesn't do this to me. Like, what makes you think I will accept this behavior from a girl I've just known for a few months? Oh, wow. Is this the same girl? It's the same. I told you. It's really <laughs> just one person. <laughs> I'm glad. I told you. It I'm, wasn't. I mean, it wasn't even friendship by choice. It was the proximity. Proximity, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've all, like, we for sure had our faults in the past. I'm trying to think. I think at times I could be needy. Definitely yeah, not with me. It, it depends. Not with you. I guess it depends on the person. For instance, like, I used to be super needy with Winnie, our friend Winnie. Oh, really? <laughs> because, you know, Winnie's always so busy and I like to poke fun of her. So it's like, come on, hang out with me. But gotcha. I mean, did I have, it ever annoy her though? Um, she hasn't told me that it annoyed her, but um, yeah, but maybe yeah, it like, made maybe it made her feel bad because I can see that happening. Oh yeah, like I wasn't the first person to bring it up to her how we felt like she wasn't there in the friendship. But mm. since I've gotten like a lot busier and into my own projects and workflow, I totally understand where she's coming from. Where she doesn't always want to be talking to someone like consistently, and which I get like. Like, with most of my other friendships, I, you know, I can hit people up every two months or whatever, and it's fine. Another thing I notice about myself is I feel like I reach out to friends more often when I'm happy. That's good. Well, no, because I feel like I haven't been reaching out that often. So you mean you're not happy? I know right now. Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a bubble right now. I think it's just like I've just gotten so used to my life here in Pittsburgh with my job. Yeah, that I feel like I'm in a bubble. But what's keeping me going is I know that things are going to be changing soon. And yeah, I guess that's kind of preventing me from reaching out to other people like my friends. Yeah, it's it's definitely healthy to talk to your friends every once in a while like facetime them and stuff like that and like like yeah like i was telling you how i was feeling this morning and maybe not wanting to podcast but honestly like i feel so much better not just only doing this podcast but interacting with someone like a friend 
um, it just makes me feel a lot better and makes me feel like I'm not stuck. Mm, and you're that turning sounds... your negative feelings into something positive. Yes, and something positive and something productive as well. Because I need, like, I need to be doing something uh, whenever I'm in that mood. Like, I notice, like, the times when I would feel, like, an extra anxious or something, it's just, like, I just have this need to do something. But I also I also have my moments where I just want to sit down and do nothing and just relax. Yeah, so. I mean, I'm the exact opposite. If I'm feeling some type of way, like, I will be staying in bed. I can't. I, I, you texted me, like, at 7 a.m. this morning. I was already feeling bad just laying there. At 7 in the morning? That's that's what I expect oh, no. you to be doing. Wait, no. Did you actually text? No, you didn't text me 7 a.m. in the morning. Uh, you texted me at like 9. nine. Yeah, yeah you I said you woke up, up at, at 7. 7. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I used to wake up at like 7.38 and now it's been pushed to like 8.39. And even then it's like oh, the the day has already started. You are but way I need, too hard on yourself, dude. I Yeah, but I mean... Maybe that's why I don't like it when my mom's hard on me because I'm really hard on myself. Maybe that's where you learned it from. Probably. Uh, hmm. Am I hard on myself? I think you have higher expectations of yourself that come from your parents and your household. That's where you learned it. Yeah. Yes. And I think it's just we have like it's they're both high expectations, but they're just different expectations. But yeah, I mean, I it keeps I think that's what keeps me going though. But it's not good when it merges with your day-to-day and you feel anxiety over not being productive. I think you need to realize that it's okay to have off days, it's okay to have chill days. But I but a part of me feels like I have too many chill days. Like I haven't even started that YouTube video I wanted to make. Yeah, and I haven't posted an Instagram in like 2 weeks. <laughs> and I'm okay. Oh, that's true. <laughs> um, I mean, we're still trying to understand the flow of everything, and this is your first video, you know. So I'm assuming you yeah, want to get I mean, it done I'm, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just the video; it's just I see it as a task I could have done earlier when I had time. Why didn't I do it? It's not like connected to the podcast. It's like my own personal motivation that I but feel you like you are I'm, going to do it. Like now, you have your quotes ready. Which I finally got to this morning, yeah. I have my quotes ready, and today I'm going to try to write out a little bit of what I want to explain for each quote and go from there. So I guess that is a step up from having nothing before. Hey, progress is progress. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of Lucid in Translation. I hope you enjoy this episode of Friendships um, and Kim's interesting story about her one friend that sounds horrible. Um, hopefully I have more just keep listening (laughs) (laughs) more horrible friendships or more horrible stories about her more stories more bad friendships but yeah just follow us on our Instagram YouTube give us five star rating comment I don't (laughs) what am I saying all at lucid in translation have a beautiful wonderful day